0: All right, we're back jabronis uh welcome back to episode six of the libretti podcast diary show thanks for coming i hope you had a good weekend over the holiday and a good week so far um i'm joined today by uh my special guest the first guest of the show actually so that's pretty cool um my brother nick Labretti, uh up in new jersey we're doing a little zoom action uh nick thanks for coming on i know we had a lot of technical difficulties trying to get this working so mm-hmm. i appreciate your patience and uh helping make this work so thanks for being here
1: of course i when you said special i thought you were gonna say special friend and i'm like that sounds a little weird <laughs> today i got my special little pal <laughs> i got my special little helper <laughs>
0: this is my special friend i'm transitioning into a homosexual <laughs> with my brother <laughs> no that's not true folks <laughs> <laughs> i don't know with that shirt we might be <laughs> this shirt yeah. well, we'll talk about shirts later so we'll get into we have that a, whole, we have a
1: whole shirt section
0: yeah we have a whole section d- dedicated to shirts. shirt we have a whole department so, yeah um but we got, a lot, we got a lot to go over today. It's going to be a long one, which is great. Um, so let's just jump right into it, um, and uh, let's step into the cage, all right? Oh,
1: no, not the beast! Not the beast! I ah! love oh, my eyes! My eyes!
0: Okay, so today's cage fact is sponsored by Vito's Undershirt Emporium in Bergen, New Jersey. Vito has only the finest quality undershirts around of all different sizes shapes and colors and even the best certified pre-owned undershirts back in his bargain rack to get yours today visit www.sweatstain.com and use promo code ginzo for five percent off your first order you don't you don't heard what happened to him right no I, I haven't been i mean i i used to get shirts from him back when i lived in new jersey but well, he's
1: you know he they, they they got him on, on tax evasion
0: Oh, so he's uh in yeah. the clink or well, that's
1: why his wife Lorraine is running the business, but that's why she's doing all these sales because she, she doesn't know how to run it.
0: I wonder if he's doing any sort of like uh, shadow governance from the clink.
1: Probably. You know, she she sneaks him in like, you know, bread and, and prosciutto, and then he gives her like some business like, run a sale.
0: Yeah, he gives <laughs> like the marketing tips on yeah. where to get the finest certified pre-owned on yeah. your shirts.
1: I don't want to uh, see her on the guest book anymore.
0: Yeah, good for him. I wonder if he knows Prison Mike. <laughs> The de- Dementis. Thing, <laughs> uh, so, so um, but yeah, so today you actually got you brought the cage fact, so that was pretty cool that you uh, you know you you grabbed the fact for uh, from Nick Cage and you're gonna present it to us. So what do you got today?
1: Well, I, you know everyone knows that like you know the Nick Cage thing is not just a you thing. It's a it's a there's a there's a global society of Nick Cage fans. And and the weird thing about Nick Cage facts is that if I said these if we said these facts about anybody else, it's like oh my god, really? That's so weird. That's awesome. You see that about Nick Cage is kind of just like par for the course. Like, oh yeah, that's a thing that would happen to him in real life.
0: Oh yeah, like the uh, uh, like the shrunken heads from last week. Yeah. It was just like, yep, I believe it. Anything else? <laughs> that's, yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: So um, it turns out that Nick Cage, and then I, I also thought about this more since our conversation the other day. So Nick Cage is a big comic book fan, huge mm-hmm. comic book fan, as you can tell from his two epic portrayals on screen as Ghost Rider, and of course as Ghost Rider. Two. Two. Spirit of Vengeance. Johnny Blaze. Blaze. Johnny Blaze. Take one and two. (laughs) So, big comic book. He had a huge comic book collection, including um, an original Action Comics number one from 1939. The Action Comics number one was the first comic to ever feature what we know as Superman, with the the same outfit, faster than a speeding bullet, the whole shebang, um, so it's worth a lot of money. Well, his entire collection got stolen in like 2000, 2001 and they could never find the guys who did it. Half of his collection, including that Action Comics number one, turned up like 10 years later, some guy bought like a storage unit, like Storage Wars kind of thing. Like somebody didn't pay, they put it up for auction. Yeah. Yeah, so this guy bought the storage unit and then like just saw these comics. He was like, oh, I'm going to sell these online, not knowing if they were stolen. Well, it pops on, you know, like some registry because it was listed as a stolen item. Nick Cage gets it back, and then he sells that comic for like $2.1 million. So and I, then we ahead. also know – you know he almost played Superman, right?
0: Yeah, well, we actually talked about that in a previous Cage Fact about his comic like <laughs> fandom and how he's obsessed with it. Yeah, so we talked about him doing the Tim Burton thing.
1: That was – you You, you got to listen to Kevin Smith talk about that because that was a the, – the connection between that movie and Wild Wild West.
0: Oh, really? So, uh, I, so re- I, haven't, re- re- I didn't dig into that yet. Really I don't quick, know why. Super quick, of me.
1: Super quick. So Kevin Smith gets brought on because he had, like, some Superman jokes in, like, his other, in his movies. So, like, somebody at Warner Brothers, like, let's bring this guy in to, like, do some rewrites. Yeah. And they give him the Superman script. So he writes the Superman script. And then there's this producer who's, like, in charge of everything, like, the executive producer. And he keeps wanting these stupid things. He wants, like, a polar bear fight. He wants, uh, he just wants to see Superman fly. And he said that Superman has to fight uh, a giant spider in, like, the third act. Like, you have to, he has to fight a giant spider. And so they keep going through this, but it's like, the movie's getting like crappier and crappier. Eventually, yeah. Tim Burton's brought on, and he wants to do his own script. So Kevin Smith gets, like, not fo- you know, but let go. His
0: services are done, yeah. yeah.
1: Um, and uh, then he brings on Nick Cage, but obviously the movie never gets made. And then a couple years later, Kevin Smith goes to the movies to go see Wild Wild West, and he notices that the same producer from the Superman movie he was on, that crazy doing, producer, oh, he did is the- in Wild Wild West. And, the- and like, all of a sudden in the middle of the movie, there's a giant spider! <laughs> So this guy was apparently like, he thought like spiders were like the most vicious animals in like the animal kingdom. And he just wanted to input. And even the execs at Warner brothers were like, did he mention the spider? He's like, yeah, he wanted to put a spider. He's like, don't fuck call it something else. But, like, don't call it a spider. Jeez, but this guy is like, loved, he, he just loved big spiders. And he went to go see wild. wild West, and was like, Holy shit. It's a big spider. <laughs>
0: Like, that guy was determined. Like, it doesn't matter what movie. It could have been, like, Crazy Stupid Love, and there's the, going to be a giant spider sneaking into this, Ryan Gosling's bar this, scenes.
1: Yeah, exactly. This guy, I don't know. He, he, he apparently, he got to start in the business. He was Barbara Streisand's hairdresser, and then through her became, like, a producer on some of her movies. Then he was the big producer on the first Batman, the Michael Keaton Batman. And then he did, he wanted to do the Superman movie, but he, like, didn't want to do, he's like, I don't want to see him fly. I don't want to see him wearing a, a suit. Uh, I don't want to see Laser Eyes. I'm like, so you just want a guy to like, fight a spider?
0: Yeah, you just, you just go film it on YouTube. Yeah. Like. Which, by the
1: way, is a great Nicolas Cage film, just him fighting a spider.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, they, they, they can 100% make that movie. But you it just can't call be it like, Superman.
1: No, it's just Nick Cage. They call it like Arachnid or something. Just, it's just yeah, Nick just Cage fighting like, a spider.
0: I don't know. Just like put it the on your cell phone. Like, this is Nick yeah. Cage. Being Nick Cage, and then he's fighting a, a giant spider. Oh, a Black Widow! Oh. <laughs> I'm gonna steal the Declaration of Independence. I'm gonna what? steal
1: this tarantula. A spider.
0: <laughs> Why are you fighting a spider in t- at Congress?
1: Uh, but there, to there's, there's your. You. <laughs> there's yeah. your. There's a Cage fact for the uh, for the week. Cool.
0: Well, thanks for that. That's pretty cool. Kinda what goes, kind of what kind of coffee kinda, you drinking? This is a uh, Death Wish coffee today. Uh, so not, not a Rifle? sponsor Um, I do like Black Rifle, but Death Wish is my go-to um got. lately and. Fucking good man. Yeah, str- um, super strong stuff. I'm not a real man by any stretch of the term, uh, but this makes me feel like one for the you know, for the whole cup that, while I'm drinking it. So
1: I tell you go to the bathroom and it's like,
0: oh, I'm not a man. Anymore. Yeah, and then it's just like I'm a boy. <laughs> but the um, little boy. <laughs> speaking of boys, uh, <laughs> let's jump into the poll discussion. Mm. So um, this is a good one. I liked it a lot. Uh the poll question was uh, who is the better Gruber brother? So the the Gruber brothers, uh, Hans and and Simon Gruber from uh, Die Hard One and Die Hard Three, um, not Spirit of Vengeance, <laughs> Die Hard with Started a Vengeance, with a vengeance. <laughs> should have been Spirit of Vengeance. Um, <laughs> and and we you know we wanted to see who who people thought the better Gruber brother was. So obviously you know you got Hans is probably the most popular by mm. far because Die Hard One is really the only standalone diehard that everyone watches annually. Right. Um, So everyone knows Hans, uh, extremely intelligent guy, super cunning, um, extremely thorough in his planning. uh, And also he he had an ability to think on his feet. So it wasn't just that he was a good planner planning through contingencies and understanding everything going on in the whole situation. Um, But when, when John McClane came into the mix, when the w- wrench was thrown in there, he was still decently able to think on his feet and adjust as necessary and maintain that mm-hmm. whole, like all business all the time kind of attitude. He was
1: a brilliant strategist. I mean, even when he, when he noticed the entire movie that John McClane was not wearing shoes, he was the first one to say like, Hey, shoot the glass. Cause he's going to step on it. He was like, yeah. he was a, he was a Napoleon of crime. If you will.
0: He was, he was, he was very good. Um, you have like a lot. I had a lot of respect for him. I didn't agree, obviously, with his his stances, if you will. <laughs> but um, as a bad guy in a movie, like he was good. You yeah. Know? And it's just Alan Rickman is just he's just good. Even if you didn't know him from anything you know, if you know him from other things like well, Robin Hood and what have you.
1: It set him up to be a really good like like that that performance, and especially when people realize that he wasn't actually German, that he was British, yeah. It set him up for just a plethora of of great villains. Robin Hood, uh which one, what was that called? Robin It wasn't called Men in Tights, it was called something else.
0: No, I forgot what it was called. Robin Hood, just Kevin Costner, Morgan Freeman. Yeah.
1: <laughs> hey, Robin Hood, no accent.
0: Right. <laughs>
1: I'm Robin Hood. <laughs> yeah. I'm
0: from Jersey. Hey,
1: and they call me, they call me Hood?
0: Robin? Robin? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm Robbie Hood. <laughs> Robbie Hood. <laughs> um, but if you didn't even, like, if, if I didn't know Alan Rickham before when he was doing, like, Shakespeare and some whatever else he was doing, yeah, um, yeah he, was, he, he was just a German guy in this. Like, it yeah. was great. It was awesome. Um, my favorite thing about him... Uh, besides his ability to kind of like step to different uh, contingencies, where he bo- where he played Bill Clay, that was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, the best part of him, you can hate him all you want, but he got rid of probably the actual biggest evil character of the whole movie. That fucking sorry for the cursing, Terrence. I know this is a family show, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but he got rid of that head, that like walking sexual harassment complaint Ellis. You sound, and, just
1: like, you sound just like Dana White when he talks about Afido Ahoy.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> that, the, that, uh, you know, that coke head, that Mexican coke, coke head. Yeah, he's he's just,
1: out there doing coke all the time while I'm making money doing fights.
0: That's it. I'm doing fights. Like Hans is, is trying to do heists, <laughs> and this jack-off is in there, snort coke off of, off of every surface imaginable. If there's a flat surface of any sort, Ellis is in there with his shoulder-padded <laughs> suit on, and it's Kenny Loggins' beard, and he's just snorting it up.
1: With $100 bills, it's like, yeah, baby.
0: Yeah, I do. What did he say? I do million-dollar deals for breakfast. Oh. like
1: Sh- Show him the watch. It's a Rolex. It's a
0: Rolex. <laughs> like, shut up, you piece of shit. If you think
1: about it, Hans is almost like this Robin Hood figure stealing there's, – there's, like, a deep theme to this – stealing from the epitome of 80s greed that this co- this company is, like, 80s Wall Street, Wolf of Wall Street. Oh, yeah. Like – like Gordon Gecko, like suspenders greed. It's
0: seeping with 80s yeah, greed.
1: It's seeping with 80s greed. And Hans is, lo- you know, Hans, he, he's not stealing from like a local bank or he's not going to the farmer's market and like heisting them for their tomato. He's no. going to this just cesspool of cocaine, party boobs. And there was a couple having sex. In the room. Oh yeah,
0: in the in the actual office. Yeah,
1: it's it's like the 1980s Great Gatsby of just disgustingness, and he's like, "I'm gonna steal from these guys." Yeah,
0: this these are guy these guys are a problem, yeah. and I'm gonna take care of it. Yeah, and he's, you know he's what? what? Robin Hood esque. That's all I'm saying. You know, even Holly Jenner was a problem. Let's not like let's not make uh you know any waves here, but she was a problem. And first of all,
1: the company. Uh, first of all, I want to say that. Nakatomi was like, like an American dream of a businessman, was in the right. Japanese internment camps, what the, like Stanford, Harvard. Yeah, worked with this massive, massive, But it was kind of a racist company or like a very, a very um, old-fashioned company when she's yeah. like, like oh, it's a Japanese company, and like, I get farther by not being married, like by not using my married name and saying I'm single, I'm right. going to rise farther. What kind yeah.
0: of company is this? Yeah, but not to mention the fact that Holly Gennaro made the choice after she was married to choose a job over her marriage and family, like to keep. Yeah,
1: that this up. wasn't like they were dating in high school. Like, oh, I got the scholarship to like no. UCLA. Like I'm you're gonna go, married. It's like you're already married with kids and a family. Yeah. Like, if you can get this big job in LA, there's some firm in New York City that's gonna hire you.
0: Right. So, pa- more power to Hans for for yeah. targeting that, and that's that goes kind of back to his intelligence. It's like yeah. he knew, like, this is the place to target all these pieces of trash in here. Holly Gennaro is obviously disrespecting her husband. You got that piece of shit Ellis.
1: John, uh, he, I think we just uncovered that Hans was actually the secret here and John McLean is this epitome of like American like toughness and I'm going to beat this shit. And I'm an American. I drink
0: beer and I beat people up. But not quite mind. understanding the deeper what's yeah. going on. Yeah. Yeah, am yeah. 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 just
1: going to punch everyone and shoot them. But I mean, Hans boy. is like, Hans, booby. <laughs> like he's just trying to
0: <laughs> I'm doing this for you, John. Yeah.
1: He's just trying to to take he's like the, re- the representation of like the culture in Europe, like we're going to take down this American juggernaut of greed and evil,
0: yeah, I kind of like him even more now, yeah, we
1: gotta write a thesis paper on this, yeah we
0: should I'm sort somebody should have like Greg and his film score or whatever uh your coworker, <laughs> but uh, I'll tell him here's the thing though, at the end of the day uh if you're not you know if you're not critically analyzing Hans as much as we you and I are <laughs> at the end of the day, he's just a glorified bank robber, oh yeah so. That you know, that kind of drops him down. If you're not thinking, you know.
1: Yeah, but then again, so is like Jesse James. All oh, he did but he he robbed banks that's what he did but he's like he's a legend
0: yeah but it was it was a little bit of a letdown when you when you first watch the movie because right. he has this plan and he's got these like and you never know
1: that's that cool thing you never know what the plan is it's right. like you, yeah you
0: never know what it is until the end and they're just like you're just in it for the money like aha uh, it's,
1: it's it's not just money Mr. McLean. <laughs> it is millions of dollars yeah
0: it's a lot of money it and it's also for very questionable businessmen. <laughs> If you'd lock um, him
1: up, he would be neutralized. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah, so moving over to Simon um, again, there's a lot of there's a lot of similarities between Simon and Hans. Simon is unbelievably smart and cunning as well. Um, I feel like he was more thorough and diabolical than Hans as far as pre planning um, because he added in that vengeance against McLean. He had the puzzles that he had a pre plan and make sure everything worked perfectly. He had to trick the entire city in New York and their, um, you know, corrections officers or whatever, whatever they're called, you know, the judicial (laughs) system uh, and get, you know, get them going one way while he stole all the gold bullion um, at the federal reserve. So I think he was more thorough in that regard. And he was unbelievably smart in his ability to make it go off pretty seamlessly.
1: Also, You gotta give it to him. Simon Gruber in phenomenal shape. When you see him with that with that blue when he's wearing that blue tank top, Jeremy Jeremy Yan just ripped in ninety four, whenever this movie came out. Yeah, he was
0: spelt, if you will. I
1: feel like he was more of like an actual on the on the ground like boots on the ground mercenary. Like he he actually went and killed people like in jungles and like fought. Like he was like like that kind of like field commander, whereas Hans was more of a an overall, like, a business strategist. Yeah, like he, he
0: definitely had a, some... Uh, he definitely had a body count before this. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, and you're right. He, he, had a, he had a very good plan. And, yeah, he was able to fool everyone. Um, no one saw it coming. But the, the problem I have with... First of all, is Simon even a German name? Because I feel like Hans Gruber, super German. Mm. And it's just, like, Simon. Simon's is
0: German-esque.
1: <laughs> but I feel like they did that so they could have the whole, like, Simon says, like... Part yeah, of it. Yeah. Like, Simon says do this, and he has to go with the, with the jugs remember with the water jugs and, like, fill in one third, fill in
0: that and all that, yeah.
1: yeah. Um, the problem with Simon is that he let his per- – now, we could talk about blind loyalty all we want. He let his – oh, sorry about that. He let his personal feelings interfere with bit- – you've got to look at Hans. Even at the end of the movie, when, he- when he's just, like, throwing the money in the bag, he only has Holly as a hostage to, like, just like, as an escape – He doesn't care about – he's not not like, oh, let's go find John McClane in this burning building and kill him. He's like, let's get this money and get the hell out of here. Yeah, he just wants to Simon, from the start, is incorporating John McClane into this plan. Listen, I get the vengeance. And listen, it worked for a portion – like a long part of the movie it was working. But this guy, at this point, John McClane – is a bona fide national hero. He stopped a hostage takeover of a corporation by himself. He stopped a hostage takeover of an airport from, like, armed Green Berets by himself. All right? what, the, what What's his name from NYPD Blue? It didn't help at all. Jimmy Schmitz. No, he did not. Yeah. He was a real problem. He was a real piece of garbage. Yeah, Sipowitz, Real problem. <laughs> but yeah, he, he fought the guy who owns McDowell's from coming to America.
0: <laughs> John Astin, I believe. John Astin, is. yeah. yeah.
1: He did – oh, he was also the, um, the chief of uh, something in West Wing. He was the – what's the head, the, head, the head military guy in the government?
0: Um, Joint Chiefs of Staff?
1: George, yeah, he was the head of Joint Chiefs. Yeah, he looks like one. Yeah, yeah, he's awesome. Uh, but he, So he's, like, been in the paper. He's a bona fide national superhero. Like, wow, this guy's taking out all these things. by And Simon's like, I want to yeah. take him out.
0: That's who, that was the thing. He targeted him. So, it, obviously, like, he was already successful just about getting the money and getting out almost unscathed. Um, just imagine how much easier it would have been if he just did the money heist instead of the That's vengeance. what
1: you do is you, you do the money. You don't involve John McClain because then no one knows who you are. John McClain doesn't even know. like This is kind of related to it. You steal the bullion. You wait six months, invest it, you know, maybe buy some properties, Uh, you know, get, get a, you know, get some uh, uh, money market account going. And then you just hire like the best sniper and just jump on his way to go try to salvage things with Holly again. Well, yeah, but I mean, just shoot him.
0: Look, I mean, we can obviously, it's easy to Monday morning quarterback, but here's (laughs) the thing that here's the thing that I have to give credit to, to Simon. And because we've talked on this show about blind loyalty and how, how like uh controlling how how it has a such a stronghold on you based out of zero logic whatsoever it might might have started out logically but that blind loyalty um just has a stranglehold on you um and to his credit he didn't even like his brother i think they even mentioned in the movie on the Hmm. in the third movie that like they weren't even talking you know they didn't like each other. Hans certainly never mentioned him in the first one that he even had a brother. Yeah, he's never,
1: he's never like, oh, I wonder, I wonder what's see. You know, my brother Simon did this once. There was yeah. never, like, any mention of no, him at that all. that
0: blind loyalty to his family, though, he, like, that controlled him, and that even, that that got him to even start his plan out with, I'm, I'm including vengeance in this. There's no question. Don't even ask me to, like, don't even argue with me. This plan includes heist. And vengeance simultaneously. There's no no ifs, ands, or butts about it.
1: Johnny, I listen. I, I I love you to death, but I'm going to say something here that you might not agree with. Blind family loyalty has no place in the high stakes robbery game.
0: No, it doesn't. No, you, I, I it agree. has
1: no place in this. No,
0: but that's only because you and I can talk from an outside view of blind loyalty. Hans, uh, Simon was deep in it, so when <sighs> you're deep in the fog of war, you don't get it. And that's all he cared about was that vengeance. He wanted he wanted to to get rid of john McClane, and and it hurt him but if you're thinking about it as and this is why i'm torn about this poll and I, why i like it so much if we're talking about the better gruber i think you and i are in agreement that it's probably hans
1: hans is the is the the better gruber like to the masses yes, yes. definitely hans if now you talk about the better as, like gruber brother, better brother
0: yeah simon it was very strange because he tossed aside his dislike for his own brother to get vengeance because of that blind family loyalty. So as far as brother goes, it might have been a stupid decision to get that wrench that McLean involved, but it was a better brother decision.
1: Yeah, but – yeah, I mean, you got to – I guess what we said, Hans didn't even mention – not not one time he was like, oh, yeah, you know, my brother Simon was in Germany. Like, no no mention yeah. of his brother to his team. Strange. But look
0: – That could have been attacked problem. by Hans, though, because he was all business. Uh, he didn't want to get personal in- involved. He just wanted to
1: – And then look what happened in that movie with the other blind loyalty when the, the tall blonde guy, who, who was a ballerina in real life, by the way. Oh, that
0: German fella, yeah. The
1: German, the German fella – he went like red hot when his brother was killed by John McClane. And then he ended up like, cause I'm telling you blind loyalty and vengeance has no place in the high oh, stakes world of stealing a hundred million
0: dollars. Heisting money, gold. money. The, only, the yeah. only
1: time it ever worked was oceans 11 it was the only time like bringing a personal thing. Cause like he's st- Andy Garcia stole his wife. Right. Right. But he also let, like let Brad Pitt do like a lot of the planet. Cause Brad Pitt had no skin in the game. He had no. Yeah. So even George Clooney was like, I can't plan this. I need outsiders to plan this. And then at the end, I still get my vengeance, but I'm not putting vengeance into the plan.
0: Right, right. No, and it worked, and that's why – I mean, but that movie was remade after the fact, after Die Hard came out, so they kind of oh, probably yeah. learned. Oh, yeah, the, <laughs> yeah the, the, the
1: producers are like, well, so we can't have any
0: blind loyalty. <laughs> yeah, we can't. I mean, this, I mean, poor Simon over here, he almost <laughs> got away with it, but we got, we, these guys need to get away with it, so.
1: And can we just really quick touch on the fact that two amazing British actors pulling off flawless German, both of them, flawless yeah, German Incredible.
0: Accents. I didn't know Simon, um, Jeremy Irons, uh, that was the first movie I saw him in, so I thought he was a German dude.
1: See, I, I, mean, I don't know. I don't know if I made the connection until later, but he he voiced uh Scar in The Lion
0: King. Yeah. See, I didn't know that until After the Fact either.
1: I um, loved when he yeah. I loved in, when when he played Simon. He had those like those '90s glasses, like those Will Smith, like just the circle, like the black yeah, circle. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. That oh, was such friend. a like such a good bad guy. Yeah, like, <laughs> bad guy glasses. Accoutrement. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: that um, and like
1: sitting in a club alone watching a singer practice. Yeah, smoking like, like
0: an unfiltered Lucky Strike. Yeah,
1: that's like. Like late 80s, early 90s. like If you wear those sunglasses or if you sit alone at a nightclub watching a singer practice, like yeah, you're, you're
0: so evil. Those are the only two people I can wear those I can yeah. pull those off. Um, the fans, I mean, if you look at the poll numbers here, uh, 93% to 7% for Hans. So Hans got 93% of the vote as the better Gruber brother. Again, like I said, I was torn because as far as better Gruber grows, I, yeah, Hans for sure. Um, but the brother thing, I really have to give Simon a lot of credit for that. It was a stupid decision, logically speaking, on paper, um, but it was a dedicated one.
1: I would rather have – this is my last thought. I'd rather have Simon be my brother, but I'd rather have Hans be my leader. Be my heister.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for sure.
1: <laughs> it sounds like a, like a Valentine's Day card. Be my heister.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with Hans, like, in his suit. Just like, with the tie. Yeah. <laughs> Laying down like one of your French girls. <laughs> All right, Um, next poll for next week, another one I kind of like too, and I'm really interested to see what people kind of talk about and discuss and pick this one. Um, The poll is, who would you rather have as a coach? So let me explain real quick. It's any team you want to be on, like whatever, whatever sport you feel like. It doesn't matter. The sport doesn't matter. It's if you were playing a sport, who would you rather have as a coach? Gordon Bombay from the Mighty Ducks or Jimmy Dugan from League of Their Own.
1: Wait, do you mean Gordon Bombay, coach of Team USA?
0: Yes, Hendricks Hockey Gordon Bombay. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. Yeah. He
1: almost he, he in the in the minors, he got he got screwed. He almost made it to the show. He almost made it and then he got that that knee clipped.
0: That's <laughs> it. Now he's a distraction and a fire in a barrel. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, interesting one. I have my thoughts. Maybe if we have uh, time I'll I'll bring you on to get your thoughts too because this is an interesting one. And it is. I, and I don't think uh, people are going to vote the way that they probably should, or think about it the way that the way that you and I, I know, are thinking right. about it. So very interesting. Um, we'll put it up on Thursday and uh, and see what people you know see what people decide. Awesome. Um, so moving on over to the Jabroni Junction or <laughs> 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 whatever I'm still calling it. Nobody gives me suggestions on what to call it that I like. Uh,
1: Tortellini trick.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So we're just going to keep it stupid, and that's that. So the topic for The Junction today is um, Italian-American stereotypes, specifically the ones that the Libretti family like practices that we can identify with. Um, so I thought this would be a good idea for since you know, you're know you on. We're doing a little Brothers podcast uh, special here. Um, Brothers. <laughs> we could talk about uh, stereotypes in the Italian-American community and the ones that the Librettis hit. Mm. Um, so the first one I want to talk about or discuss, and, and I think you're tracking it too, is the importance of the Guinea tea. So Mm. now a lot of you regulars probably know it as a wife beater. Um, those in, in clothing sales probably know it as an A shirt. Uh, (laughs) those in the,
1: in the fashion world.
0: (laughs) Right. But we in, in the Italian American community who think we're real Italian, but we're not, uh, it's a Guinea tea. It's a guinea t shirt. So um, that's it's and it's one of those things where it's like it's a rite of passage to be able to wear it. You have to be worthy of getting old enough and mature enough and Italian American enough to to be able to wear a guinea tea every day. Um, you can't just no but not really not really many people can just like wake up and put on a guinea and, and be no. able to sport it. So um, the one thing that like that I really liked about the guineas appeal when i was a kid was that when you looked at a guy in a guinea tea there was aspects of of everybody who wore it. there was certain aspects of the guinea tea that like were uh like undeniable like they were right. part of the shirt you had the the obvious stain like the automatic stain as soon as you put the shirt on there's some sort of stain whether it's olive oil like tomato sauce I, I, think, I think
1: I think I think in the in the factory when they're making these at you know Haynes or Fruit of the Loom or whoever actually makes them. I think like you know how the priest has like the thing and like shoots the water at people.
0: Yeah, that like, little the, metal like fleshlight the, looking thing. Yeah. yeah, I
1: think somebody just t- dips that in olive oil and just goes like and does like a blessing over the shirts and just because it's not like a massive stain but like there's noticeable stains on it it's when a you brand buy new shirt it. and there's yeah. a stain on it and then i think somebody comes with like some kind of garlic incense and yeah just, and it's like a
0: whole it's a whole yeah. process because it's
1: not like, like oh that stinks of garlic it's always like yeah,
0: i think i more garlic i don't know if that's is garlic
1: or i don't know that's garlic is that olive oil on your shirt like, is yeah. it new is that
0: are you wearing <laughs> a caprese salad right now <laughs> <laughs> but those those are like undeniable. The other yeah. thing about it is that as soon as you put one on, it automatically tucks itself into your pants. It doesn't any, matter what you're any wearing.
1: Form of pant, any fo- shorts, uh, uh, track suit, track pants. dress pants. You that that shirt is tucked and tight. As it, it's almost like it's like the, remember the 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 Nikes from Back to the Future, the, the self lacing Yeah, ones. This is yeah. self tucking self tucking shirt. It automatically yeah. goes in it and, auto- it fits, and it fits
0: and it never comes out. It never comes out. No, it. In winter time it keeps you warm because of that tuck that tuck is that tuck. tight mm-hmm. tight tuck <laughs> tight tuck and then you get like you get the gold chains i mean i think i feel like you have to have the gold chains ready before you so put any, it on some
1: some kind of some kind of apparel some, yeah, kind, some of metal, kind of metal jewelry some kind of metal will. around yeah, your some, body
0: right it needs to be some sort of fine metal that <laughs> is worth something it doesn't, it doesn't need to be fine <laughs> No, no, it needs to be a metal. It needs to look like it's fine metal, but...
1: It doesn't fine. necessarily need to be fine.
0: Right, it just needs... be yeah, nothing is fine about wearing a gun no. and with jewelry. Uh, the biggest thing, too, though, is, like, you automatically get this attitude where you just want to backhand everybody. <laughs> Women, children, friends, family, it doesn't matter. As soon as you put the tea on, you're just like, oh, and <laughs> you don't even... You can't even control it. It's just... You just yeah. have to hold yourself back. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> and... And I remember the first time I, I transitioned to the from you know from the white cotton constricting tee uh, to the guinea to the I um, I don't know. Did you ever wear the the white?
1: I wore them for a very short period. But I'm tell- First of all, as a bigger guy, they, even when I buy the right size, they were always tight. Yeah, they always like came up a little bit. Um, they didn't tuck as well, and you can't that's really for like winter time. It's uh, that kind of undershirt is way too heavy to wear in the summer.
0: No, it's definitely, it's definitely not Italian American functional.
1: No. And that's,
0: I think a big thing about the Guinea tea is that it's, it's a functional undershirt. It's not just like, I look cool wearing it. So I'm going to put it on. It's for Italian Americans, like hairy, sweaty, Mm -hmm. uh, bulky, Type of Italian Americans, and that's, that's that's
1: what we, we got to clarify, Johnny. Is none of us think that this looks good, but it's fu- no one thinks that their Toyota Camry looks awesome, but it's a functional car. Like it right. it drives forever, it's comfortable. You got to get mi- you know, two hundred thousand miles out of it, three hundred thousand miles. It's good on gas. Like the guinea t is, we, we're not wearing it as a fashion statement. We're wearing it because this is exactly what our God-made body type requires.
0: Yeah, uh, I will say this: the the Olive Garden version of Italian Americans, like the Jersey Shore, f- like frauds, they wear it because they think it looks good because the they're not are, appreciative. They're working of, out
1: and they think that they have muscles,
0: right? And they don't understand the reason for the like why it came about It's because right. we needed to let our hair breathe, our chest hair breathe and flow. The, to, the oils
1: we, seeping out of our right, body.
0: need our oil of oil, like you need to wick the olive oil away without getting on our outer shirt.
1: Yeah, that way we we could take that. We could squeeze it over some bread.
0: Yeah, yeah, over like a little nice toasted Italian bread. Yeah, uh, to seep seep it up. Yeah, uh, give, it good, it up. give it a good a
1: good sop job.
0: <laughs> That's right, a little mop action. <laughs> uh, it can it it, it auto tucks so that when it's winter time you don't get a breeze underneath, uh, which is very important. I, I don't think people realize that, especially if you have an Italian grandmother.
1: Do you remember when you got your first one?
0: Yes. So when I, will never forget it. Um, I was in uh, like seventh grade. I was playing CYO basketball, and one of our, one of my, play, you know, player friends on the team. Up to practice. Uh, we'll call him Dave. Uh, shows up to practice in a guinea tee, and he was showing up. Usually, he he wore the white uh, shirts as well, because he you know he's Italian, so he understand he understood that you had to transition to earn it. And he shows up, and I told him, I was like, David, what, what do you got going on here? There's a whole new look for you, like something's <laughs> different. You're glowing. <laughs> and, you look beautiful, baby. Right, and he's like, he goes, he's like, my grandfather bought this for me last week, and he said I was ready. He goes, let me tell you something. It changed the game for me. <laughs> and he told me everything. He's like, it tucks, it wicks. My, my jump shot is better. My J is better. <laughs> he was so money. He didn't even know it. He was so money. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking money. And, and I was like, all right, well, I got to go. I got to go have a sit down with the big boss to, to see if I'm ready. Because I felt ready, and I wanted to be so ready. So I schedule a sit down with Big Margaret Libretti, our grandmother. And Versa everybody piece. in the family knows when Big Margaret was alive, she was
1: the keeper of the of the tome
0: yeah she was she was the big boss um you went through her for everything any sort of guidance approval what have you recipes anything yeah Yeah. (laughs) um so i went to her and i said grandma uh i think i'm ready and she and she knew exactly what i was talking about she goes i think you're right let's go (laughs) And I, and I knew exactly where we were going. You weren't, you, were, you,
1: weren't, you weren't going to, like, Saks Fifth Avenue. Like, she wasn't taking you on, like, a pretty no. woman shopping spree.
0: No, we weren't even going to, like, a dollar store or any sort of clothing store. Any store <laughs> that you would be like, this is where you could probably get an undershirt. We weren't
1: even going to, like, an enclosed, like, it wasn't even in, in a building.
0: <laughs> no, we were going to the place that the only place I think Grandma Margaret loved more than being around her family and it was the flea market at the aqueduct or any sort of flea market. But this particular one was aqueduct racetrack in New York, in the parking lot, like every other weekend in the summer, flea market. And she was there. She took me uh, in her Ford Tourist station wagon <laughs> with all the cuts and stuff in the <laughs> ceiling the, of the car. The thumb tacks. <laughs> all the thumbtacks. All the thumbtacks to hold the ceiling up. <laughs> and we drove over there and, and I was feeling good. So I had to prepare. So while we were walking through the circus that is the flea market, I stop and I grab myself a quick pair of uh, $10 Oakley glasses, Folklies. And I, you know, I slide those puppies on and now, now you're looking good. Now I'm looking good. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling like Ken Griffey Jr. Back in the day when he wore the flip versions, they weren't <laughs> quite as cool, but I was, I wasn't as cool either. So I was just like, <laughs> I'll, I'll get these stars. This is the, this is adequate for the amount of cool I am at this moment. I feel uh, right, yeah. right now. Yeah. And I was, and I, and I had a little pep in my step, a little strut and we hit the, we hit had, the a, had a salami
1: and flour sandwich in the car.
0: Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. You had like a toasted. It was nice. <laughs> and we hit the guinea tea table. <laughs> the, the guinea hut, tea rack? The rack, yeah. And it was just this guy. He was, of course, wearing one. It it was weathered, you know, more stains than you can possibly imagine. <laughs> and he sees my grandmother and he just goes, is it for him? She goes, yep. Grabs a pack, a five pack. He sized I, you up with his eye. Like, I know what size it is. Yeah. He just grabs it, and it says in masking tape on the pack, Guinea Tees,"
1: G-I-N-N-Y written in Sharpie marker. Yeah. And the, the box is in like, a, it's like an old box of forks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Funny. It's like an old
0: <laughs> plastic wear from a diner. Yeah. <laughs> and he pulls it out, and he goes, here you go. And I remember my grandmother, uh, she gives it to me, and she said, because uh, she knew. She goes, when you put this on, you're gonna, you have to go and train. You have to go put it on in your room. Um, because as soon as I, and I did, I listened to her, as soon as I put it on, as soon as I put it on, tucked backhand, ready to go, and I was like, oh, thank God I listened to Grandma Margaret, because I would have hit her. I would have <laughs> accidentally hit her. She would have been she, prepared. She would have known. She would
1: have she been ready. Like, nah, I, I told you. Yeah, she, she would have
0: been with the grab to yeah. stop. And then a spoon right out of the purse, right out of her <laughs> satchel to bop me on the head and be that's like, the, I told you. That's the
1: only way to reset after, after a, a guinea attack is you got like, nope, and you had to hit it with a spoon and it resets yeah. the body.
0: And yeah, you need that quick hit, like, yeah. that humility shot. <laughs> and, uh, but I'm glad I practiced. And every, every day since I wore that thing. Um, the only reason why I'm not wearing it now is because I'm washing them all. So I'm wearing like what I guess you could call a formal Guinea tea. Yeah, that
1: that's, that's a, that's a dress, a dress tea, as they would a dress
0: call it. tea, yeah. 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 So this is something like I would take, you know, like a Tinder date or a bumble date out, uh, to Fazoli's fast food, Italian, uh,
1: <laughs> D- drive
0: through pasta. Yeah, It is drive through <laughs> pasta. And it's like one of those things where it's like, we're shit. You want <laughs> it or not?
1: Uh, we're shit, but here's a coupon. Here's oh, a coupon. Right.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm oh, not going to cool. say no. Yeah. I'll take a girl out. Nice girl out there. Um, <laughs> But that's that was the first time, and, again, I never looked back.
1: No, no, nor, so. nor should you. I think I, you were uh, a little
0: earlier in the game, though.
1: Yeah, I was – so, Johnny, you were, always, you were always way more normal. You, you fit into society way more than I did. I came out of the womb – and they were like, "This guy, there's too much Ginzo going on here." Like there's a they, lot going on they, here. Yeah, they they had to. They actually wrapped me in a giddy tea as like my swaddling a swaddle. Cord. They they cut my umbilical cord like pesto shot out. Oh yeah, <laughs> like they were like, "We gotta calm this kid." So I he, I had to be trained from an early age because if I had gone through the same like you know like seventh grade. Oh man, I would have just gone on a slapping spree.
0: Oh yeah, just
1: yeah. just started smacking everybody, and then no. just like,
0: and you couldn't go, you couldn't start out with up, the white, snorting
1: like ricotta cheese. Yeah, yeah, like
0: shredded parmesan, and you're just like some kind of like hits. Ginzo Scarface. Yeah, Scarfaccio. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, But uh, you couldn't so, even wear like I I, don't, I feel like if you wore the regular cotton white t shirts like the Hanes for too long, you would have been. It was too constricting. It was like a straight jacket. You would have become yeah. like a serial killer.
1: No. Because no, all I, those
0: I, guys, they all wear them. Like if you look like Ted Bundy, uh, Kaczynski, I was going to say Al Kaczynski. But it's, <laughs> um, they all they all wore right, like they, they, all, cotton, they all like,
1: wore the regular cotton. Yeah. Th- that style, the regular cotton t-shirt went out in like the 40s. Like our Maybe like our grandparents or their friends, like they would kind of wear that. But now if you they wear just and that's also because they were all super thin they were depression era children and like, you know like fought in the war Our, you know grandpa le might have might have worn a couple of those those long those like short well, probably part of the uniform. Yeah, but and also he was he would eat whatever he wanted, but he was like burning 50,000 calories a day working in a junk shop. Like, yeah. He was so thin that he it was man. Yeah, it wasn't heavy miles miles. that wasn't that wasn't heavy to him because he was such a thin guy. Right. Anybody yeah. with any kind of girth like that, that shirt ain't going to work. It's going to restrict you and it's going to make your mind crazy. And next thing you know, you're you're pulling girls over at the highway and,
0: and like eating their toes. Or whatever yeah, you're, you're, <laughs> you're making lampshades out of their, their <laughs> thigh skin. You're making unsubs. <laughs> yeah. Which is <laughs> another sponsor we'll talk about later. Unsubs. But yeah, I, I, and I'm glad actually, I wish I was older, but I'm also glad that the doctors found that out. As soon as you popped out. Yeah, that would have been a problem. Mom's stomach, they were just like, Oh, we better guinea up. Because, Johnny, I would
1: have turned into who we're going to talk about next. If they, if they didn't get me under control quick. Yeah, I would and have it was, turned we'll into... just
0: move right into it. So the next, thing, um, the next thing on the list, the stereotype list, and, and every, I feel like every culture, every kind of family has this. There's all these stereotypes for each family dynamic, whatever. And then there's always the one person in your family that checks all those boxes right. and they stand out in the, in the crowd of your own family in the crowd of stereotypes. They are the walking stereotype. Yeah. And, and for us, it was uncle jabroni. Um, will protect the innocent, uh, to caveat before we even get into it. Uh, I, I love him. The death, the, like, he's our uncle. We, we love our family. He's, and he's,
1: he's a, he's a good guy. He's a great he's uncle. A good, he was such a good being. dude. Yeah.
0: Um, one of the nicest people. So thoughtful. He calls us on every holiday. He's always emailing us and making sure Give me sure the, we're give, okay. give me the guinea
1: tea right off his back.
0: He would, he honestly would, even if it meant like he had it's, to go down. just downgrade. full of juices. Yeah. yeah. Even if it meant he had to downgrade and give up his juices to somebody yeah. else, he would do it. Yeah. Uh, so I love him to death. And all of this is, um, it's all just funny stuff. It's not bad at all. It's all just, Funny stuff that we notice about the walking stereotype. Right um, now, he's a New York City Italian American. Never been baby. to Italy, no. not once, I don't think. Uh, but the way he walks and talks and acts and, tr- and like every everything about him, his interactions with life, you would think that he was from the motherland, and he's representing the motherland. But in there's, his-
1: there's, he's so if if the motherland like if actual italians and Italian culture were like a picture he's like the picasso of that oh he's yeah. this abstract like the eye is where the ass should be like it's it's not really italian it's what this and i think you said it best he's like this propaganda
0: yeah yeah if if yeah. we were fighting in world war ii if we were fighting new york and new jersey italian americans instead of the nazis the propaganda that they would have been pushing out drawing-wise would have been Uncle Jabroni. Yeah. Like, his look was just like, this is the enemy. Like, this is the guy. Like, it's just him with, like, like, a frying pan with sausage and, like, a cigar in his mouth. Yeah, and, like, the the pan is, like, yeah. the, he's got this chest hairs, like, draping over into the pan, <laughs> like, from this far away, too. It, yeah. Yeah, he's a walking stereotype. And, and like, from top to bottom, too. Like, his his prescription eyeglasses are... They're aviator glasses and they have that slight tint. they're not shades I've they're never seen than, his eyes.: No, I've never seen them. <laughs> I've never but seen they're his not, eyes' they're not, eye, they're not sunglasses, they're eyeglasses, and he looks like that guy from Law and Order, that one skinny Oh um, uh, munch I think so, yeah with the, with the tints yeah indoors and that's and you can never see what he's thinking or in deep into his eyes or who he's looking at when he's But here's the in. thing is like he's not the. <laughs> So it's like, you know, you're not, you're not no. missing a lot. <laughs> no, he might be giving you the or the, the evil yeah. eye, but he's not, there's not a lot of deep thought into it. Yeah. It's just simple, like, how you doing? Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> like the kind of guy who orders, like, calzones for the table. <laughs>
0: yeah as an appetizer yeah but like everybody else
1: get a a couple calzone like there's not multiple you order one calzone
0: there's not i don't even think they exist in multiples i think every restaurant has one they want and they're like oh nobody orders it it's not good
1: (laughs) they run back to the kitchen this guy just ordered three calzones (laughs) Sorry, up move (laughs) it they're in there all the dough dough. they're like i don't know what to do we don't have enough dough i'm losing it here uh just uh uh the way he first of all we gotta talk about his apparel
0: oh yeah well we gotta talk about the mustache first
1: oh God. because that's all natural. his facial his
0: facial apparel yeah the facial accoutrement <laughs> is his he's got a full man's walrus mustache like a wilford brimley mm-hmm. it's i i don't know the i don't know like the ratio but it's probably at least 50 percent nose hair.
1: That just, just grew, that he just combs longer.
0: Yeah, it just it just grew grew out since childhood, and now it's part of the stash. Like, yeah, but it's not hair. It's not hair. It's like Brillo. It's like steel wool.
1: Yeah, you could take if you took his his face and just like rubbed it against like a like a like a rusty ship, it would take the rust off.
0: Yeah, it would it would smooth it out. It would yeah. be like an industrial smoother.
1: i go, Devrote, come here. Oh, that's that's nice. Look at that. Oh <laughs> nice, wow, nice and it doesn't
0: degrade the no, quality no, it's of the stash at all. Pristine. Yeah, and it was, and it was like it's it's got like a olive oil sheen on it. Yeah, so it's always in mint condition.
1: It's it's gorgeous. Looking. It
0: is. It's it's and it's it's the same as his chest hair. It's oh, yeah. not like it's not an anomaly. His, <laughs> I mean, he's an anomaly.
1: <laughs> but on his body, this is not the like th- th- it's all the same
0: strand. No, he took all the steel wool from the steel woolery and just glue <laughs> and just. W- like wool oh, hank, hank,
1: hank still woolery yeah
0: yeah, yeah. over in eaton town <laughs> oh man yeah that's the the since just, 1950 yeah he just melted it onto his body so <laughs> his whole appearance is all the italian hair he has it's not hair it's steel wool <laughs> and they just
1: they just throw him in like the center of a cannon to clean it out like, just, like they
0: attach him to a stick. Yeah, that's the bore <laughs> yeah. the bore queen. Yeah. like he was trying to clean out this. Yeah, they this just cannon. throw him in like the circus human cannon and <laughs> just like yeah, Jabroni, clean this out. And he's like, you got it. Oh, give it a give it a good clean job. Yeah, and he shoots out with the tree finger point like this. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha! Oh. <laughs> Calzone me. <laughs> He
1: throw a calzone in midair like he's at Sea Yeah, he catches, catches his mouth, like, his mouth like happy. By Gilmore time he caught the
0: sub, by the time he lands, it's gone. Yeah, it's gone. The calzone. It's a whole calzone too. It's yeah. not. It's not like a little like. <laughs> it's not a mini zone. Yeah, it's not a little mini. It's a zone. full zone. Yeah, it's full. Full zone. Fully and, loaded zone. And he's and it's gone. It's, it's, it looks like a wood chipper. With the bus dancer yeah. just. And it's gone. it's gone. Yeah, it's impressive. Oh, I'd pay to see it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, and then he's got inside, like the chest hair. He's got the jewelry. He's got a, a pawn stars amount of jewelry. Yeah, it looks like he robbed a pawn shop, of the in, jewelry. in the eighties. <laughs> right, but it's been strategically acquired. It's he it didn't just buy it all in one shot and just Mr. T. Oh smile. no, it's it,
1: yeah, he pieced this together over time.
0: Right. right, and it's I think it's for two reasons. One, I think because the 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 jewelry keeps getting tangled and knotted deep into the fibers of the oh, wool yeah. hair so it's going nowhere in, like luckily he buys giant jewelry so you can see what it is isn't because he can't pull it out to show you like oh this is you know, this is a cross. I You got. can see
1: it like, like how, it, like, like an old Mayan ruins in the jungle. Like, it, you, like it's all covered in vines. You can still, like, oh yeah, look at those ruins. Like, oh, you got to push it's, back yeah. the brush. Is all of the
0: symbol? Yeah, yeah, but it's deep in there. It's stuck. So that's is that why a fully he buys... detailed Jesus? Yeah, and they need to get like a couple art. Uh, what do they call? Not architects, uh, archaeologists. <laughs>
1: a couple Indies down there.
0: Yeah, a couple, a couple Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones kind of dust it out and sh- do some shave action. Marion up uh, to get these artifacts yeah. out. <laughs> But the second reason I think, and I think this is more of like just a a respectful thing that he's doing for his family, is that he's acquiring these riches so that when he passes on, they could just cut the jewelry out and use that to pay for his funeral.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That would pay for like a presidential funeral.
0: Yeah. that's the thing. It would pay for
1: like a grand funeral. Yeah.
0: He wants some sort of like Godfather type parade through the village. (laughs) (laughs) for his funeral so i think that's why he's collecting it all because he just wants he's just like i I would say get those get those the funeral
1: dancers from ghana but i I don't think they can hold
0: oh no no you need you need several clients yeah they need to practice that for (laughs) sure, or get or just put it on a cart like a push cart or something (laughs) Uh, but we'll have i mean we'll have the money for the parade yeah uh and if not just from his gold chains he's got Eighteen pinky rings on its, you know, oh. on both its hands.
1: If he was, if he would punch you like the the logos of several sports teams would oh, appear yeah, on your got, forehead.
0: He's got all these replica, like, what, like they could be championship rings. I don't know, but they're like rings of different teams, Yankees, yeah. Giants, whatever. And he buys these rings, and you ask him, like, "Oh, oh, uh, what's that ring on your ring finger?" He goes, oh, "That's a pinky ring." It's like, no, it's not. It's not. It's on, on, your, your, it's on your thumb. Yeah, and he just and he just gives you that look, like.
1: And, and he oh. always gives you and the, the three fingers because it's like, hey, not only am I watching you, God's watching you too. God, yeah, God's a big man
0: upstairs. Is <laughs> big watching. man upstairs. We're all watching you. And I'm double watching you. <laughs> both and these again, eyes through these
1: tinted aviators are watching you. They're seeing you.
0: I see you. You I can't see, see
1: you. me, but I can kind of see you through my one good eye. I can see
0: you because the tint works both ways, and now I'm kind of blind. I also, got, I also got a little glaucoma. So. Yeah, I got a little bit, so I got to <laughs> smoke the pots. <laughs> But I think so. I that's that's a pretty like prominent point. That's a very Italian American thing to do. Oh, yeah. I, I don't exactly know the reason. It's probably because the pinky ring is so heavy. You can't just bend your finger in. You really yeah. need that. It gets counterweight. in the way of your other fingers. Right. You it in the does, way of your yeah. other fingers. So so you you just, gotta, it's got to have. It's got to be solo out, out there. Yeah. Air it out, and it's a good counterweight. Yeah. Um, and that's why all Italians like have giant forearms because they got all this jewelry. He had Popeye like strength. Oh yeah, he could crush he, you
1: he was that kind of fun uncle. Like he didn't really hurt you, but like you know, when you were six years old and you would shake his hand and he would like just do like a quick
0: tight squeeze like just so you could know like I'm more powerful. than <laughs> Yeah, and then and he would do that too. Like in the pool, he would toss you in the pool oh, and yeah, it be a like- joke. He would always joke like, you better be careful! I'm gonna, I'm gonna toss you! I'm gonna hurt you! You better dude. He be would respectful. throw you like Lamar Jackson. He would just like
1: chuck you across the pool. Yeah,
0: it was like that scene in in Fresh Prince of Bel Air when he tosses Carlton and, like a rag doll against <laughs> the wall when they're singing uh, that Apache song. And that's what he would do to me. And yeah. he would be like, "Oh, I'm gonna toss you! You better be respectful." And in, in my head, <laughs> you better like, be respectful. And out loud, I was like, "Oh, you you're so funny. This is great." But in my head, I was like. I better be fucking respectful. Because I better, I better watch the fuck out. Uncle Jabroni is gonna take me to, town, to Chinatown, <laughs> which like made him a good uncle. He
1: was trying to be like responsible. Like you better show respect, but he just yeah. did it in this weird way. Of it like, was very violent and yeah, dangerous. God, yeah. i was gonna chuck him into this like by his hair. Yeah, but the intentions
0: were good. Oh so. yeah, yeah, heart of gold. Yeah, and 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 heart of gold, chain. right? And throughout most of my entire life, like. I didn't notice any of the walking stereotypes. I didn't notice anything. Uh, And I wanted to be that. You know, I talked about, you know, blind loyalty with some other stuff um, in previous episodes and stuff. But that's – when I was younger, that's what I wanted to be. Like, the guinea tea was the rite of passage and Mm -hmm. then wearing the chains and being that tough guy and walking around and, like, you know, giving those joke threats to, like, waiters and restaurants. Like, oh, if you – if this chicken parm isn't good, you know I'll send it back. Like, <laughs> like all those little things that you thought it was like. Oh my god, I want to be this guy. And when then, I say,
1: I said extra meatballs. Yeah. Sir, so we gave you eight. Doesn't look extra.
0: He go, yeah. He's like, I don't think you heard what I said. What? What I think you might have heard was, give me a lot of meatballs. But <laughs> I said all the meatballs in a calzone. <laughs> Is this Coke diet? I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. Send it back. He's he, <laughs> get get the here. waiter's face. <laughs> <laughs> And that's what I wanted. I wanted to be that guy because he was a tough guy. He looked well-respected in his community, in his circles. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until my high school graduation party um, that I was – like "You." there's always a, the, that come-to-Jesus moment, that, that enlightening. You know how like Scientologists, like when they're in – when they're deep in the cult, they think it's great. But then when someone yeah. – when they get out, they're saved, they get pulled out, they're like, oh, my God, look at all this. That's what it was for me. It was like seeing the Matrix for the first time. Right. Um, and it was at my high school graduation. And we had friends and family there. It was at that bomber restaurant at the Caldwell Airport. Um, that,
1: I wonder how it got that name.
0: Oh, yeah. There was a, a family member who dropped the bomb in there years before. Years uh, ago. <laughs> years ago. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so they probably changed the name for that. But it was a nice place. It was right on the airport um, grounds. And there was family and friends there, so it was a mixed bag of of stereotypes and culture. Right. So you kind of everyone kind of blended in. There wasn't anything standing out. And then Uncle Jabroni walks in, and um, my what was, he, what was he wearing, Johnny? Wait, hold on. Well, I'll tell you in a second. Uh. He, he shows up right out of the gate. He's grab. He, he shows through the door with like a side dish of fried galamad, fried calamari. <laughs> And he's got it like he's eating it while he's walking, and it's dripping down on his what I can only imagine would be like like a volunteer pallbearer's uniform. <laughs> he he had a black suit, and this is sort of like a casual event, like it was like a business casual. People were wearing like like dad like and da, stuff.
1: dad wore like 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 a, like a blue I think like a like a blue dress shirt and like khakis. Like, yeah, it was no like that snow kind
0: tie of. or anything, yeah. whatever. And he shows a full black suit black button down shirt with only two button buttons. button down literally <laughs> yeah button down like only two buttons were buttoned and one yeah. of them was tucked so you can only see one button actually button everything and it was, was it was bursting through the seat yeah it was like yeah it was like he tried to button it but <laughs> the the steel wool was not having it that day <laughs> and he had the chains tangled yeah. and he could have been wearing a tie i don't know because he wears ties even with the the shirt unbuttoned regardless yeah. um and he only wears two types of ties: a black tie or a white, white tie.
1: Like he's some kind of like weird Harlem like musician from the thirties, like the yeah. white tie and the like black. He's suit. A, yeah, like he's a Harlem
0: Italian Duke Silver jazz <laughs> musician. Like I work at Diego Stito's Funeral Home on the weekends. Yeah, and I I play saxophone and I and I collect uh, donations. <laughs>
1: You and know, I carried baskets out. My mother went there. They did a beautiful job. They, they do great work. Job, great job. Great and they job. They
0: pay me in wafers and wine. <laughs> Rest in peace, mom. And calzone coupons. <laughs> so CCs, that's as he, I call them. He looked like that. And yeah. he, of course, he wearing the tinted yeah. uh, glasses. And that was like, I didn't notice it. It was fog of war. I, didn't, I, was, I was deep in it. Yeah. I had my gold high school ring I had my chains on underneath. I was ready. My guinea tea on underneath. You were I was on the ready. precipice.
1: You like you were right there. I was
0: ready to transition. I graduated high school, and then the transition was going to become post op stereotype. Like right. that was what it was going to be. And then my um, old JV baseball coach and mentor, uh, Rich, call him Rich. He comes up to me. And I'm having a conversation. He stops me. He's like, "Who the hell just walked in?" <laughs> and I was like, "Who?" who and i look over i was like oh it's michael jabroni and he goes what the hell is going on with that guy <laughs> and i go what do you mean he goes what do you mean what do i mean <laughs> he goes and he's like gives me like a slap on the head and he goes take a look and he shoves he shoots my head out and he like, go oh, look at look at that and that gave me a chance to like give him the once over the up and down if you will and that's when the moment of clarity hit where like I saw the Italian Matrix ones and zeros, or like Italian horns, like in green, going <laughs> up and down. And he, when he knocked the clarity into me, that's when I saw and I looked and I was like, "Oh my God, what am I becoming?"
1: <laughs> and it was like in slow mo, and like that Pagliacci music is playing from The Untouchables. Oh
0: yeah. deep, and
1: it like slowly as like marinara drips onto it drips his down shirt to
0: the stain. Everything and he's just starts- like just eating calamari yeah, everything else out around becomes blurry and yeah. he's just illuminated and it's slow motion you know like in untouchables where uh, the getting- the uh baby carriages fall yeah. down the that's what it was it was just like oh like so i was getting shot in slow yeah. motion but i was watching this all happen i was like what is going on with my uncle jabroni the bookkeeper yeah. he's, on train? he's on this train that's what it was he was the bookkeeper i was yeah. like oh my i couldn't believe it and I looked. Then I looked at myself. I, I took a look internally, and that's when I hit me. I was like, I've been deep, deep in the game for way too long. And I got out, and, and Rich pulled me out of the cult. This this time. hand
1: th- through a sea of olive oil. This hand reached and, and saved reached you through the thick <laughs> pesto sauce and yanked me out, grabbed and, you from the depths of ravioli.
0: Right, and not before I could grab one more piece of bread because I still maintained some of. Those oh, so you so you know, you don't you, you can't waste. You know, no, you can't. No, no, no. Yeah. I had a quick a quick mop, and I pulled out, <laughs> and I. And I had to get out. And that was probably subconsciously part of the decision why I went to college in Florida was to kind of remove myself from the Italian-American game. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> and just
1: go to that panhandle of normalcy that is
0: Florida. Right. I had to go, some, I had to, go to a different extreme because I needed, I needed that quick, like, a rehab, like an intervention. <laughs> I needed out and into some other circus act immediately. So, and when, so when, people,
1: when people really need to calm down and, like, live some kind of normal life, where do they head?
0: Daytona Beach, That's right. Florida. <laughs> That's right. And I became the Hooters capital of the was. world. It was like a walking, like Hooters, like bar scene. But, it was
1: like a walking Hooters commercial on meth.
0: Yeah, it was on. It was on everything. <laughs> Every everything was a Hooters. Gas, <laughs> it was like, "Welcome to the Hooters gas station. What could I get you with your tits?" And I was like, I don't, "Whatever. I don't know. Just to be Good. Sure. Like, I need gas." <laughs> but yeah, I needed that. I mean, I didn't. I, I still dove deep a little bit into the Florida scene um, for a while. But at that point, I was mature enough to know, like, I had control, you know. You checked yourself. Yeah, I checked myself before I wrecked myself. <laughs> yeah. And, and then the military helped me. I moved around. I yeah. immersed myself. I, kept, I became a chameleon of the culture. But hmm. I always remembered that moment of clarity right in my high school graduation. Um, it was late in the game because I wanted to be that so bad that right. I didn't realize what I was doing. I think it was a little earlier for you though. Right. Yeah.
1: So again, like they had to, yeah. so I, I was just taught early. Like you, like, so you're, you're, you uh, you're, you were born on this path. You have to just be there. And also I didn't have a lot going on for like most of my life. You were like playing sports. You had friends, you had your biker gang.
0: Oh, the like killer were, peepees. Yeah. 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 We you were, guys,
1: you guys were, guys. were you know, rough guys. Right. Oh yeah. <laughs> <big guys. laughs> um, so I was just always like hanging out with dad, like mom, and just like doing whatever they did and like just sitting around a lot. So I was always like just very self-aware, aware of my surroundings. I would just sit there and just like kind of analyze. I didn't have a lot going on in my mind from like other things. Right. So I, I remember it clearly. I was, had to be seven or eight. So you were probably what? Eleven?
0: Yeah. eleven probably around 12, that.
1: Maybe, yeah. And uh, one day mom and dad said, oh, we're going to go. We're going skiing next weekend with Uncle Jabroni and, and his family. Like okay, I never been. I wasn't. I wasn't gonna ski. I was never. I, I was never a sports guy. I mean, I played some football, but I, I sat some football. <laughs> oh, I mean, I sat sports too. But yeah, yeah, different time. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's that's different a different place. episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm like, oh, skiing. Like, oh, I was just gonna rock some hot chocolate in the mountains. You know, that's 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 what we're gonna ski, do. Yeah,
0: and that's what we all thought when, yeah. when they said we're going up to this uh this place. We're gonna. Go, it's a ski type of resort. Yeah, it's a ski resort. And I was like, oh, we went, I went skiing with our cousin uh, Tony. She took yeah. me skiing to, like, Mountain Creek or something a few times. I like, oh, cool, skiing. I love skiing. Yeah. I've done it before. So first i remember that, that that i forgot my jacket it was winter time so we had to stop at
1: like some weird like thrift shop and i got sort of, yeah i got, a, I got a, the sickest denim jacket oh like, it yeah was, I it, remember was, that. it actually it was, ended up
0: being like a a good part of your like uh repertoire persona for a while it I became was, yeah. like some kind of weird t-bird or something yeah and i mean if you wanted to you definitely could have joined the killer peepees if you wanted to we probably would have let you in with that I don't, johnny when, when, let's face it
1: when we were that age there was no way you were letting me into your group <laughs>
0: It was tough, but that jacket was a very, very big play. I'll tell him to keep quiet, but like, just,
1: just, look at his threads, man. Yeah, check out that jacket,
0: guys. Come
1: on. So we we hop in the station wagon with the with the seat in the back facing the other way. Yeah. And we head wood off. Wood panel, the wood panel. Yeah. To a place called the Villa Roma. The, the Villa Roma. It's called a resort. It's not a resort. There's nothing no. resort like about. This place.
0: No, it's almost like in the movie Hot Tub Time Machine where they go back to Kodak, Kodiak or whatever. Yeah, and it's run down. This, this it was like that, but it wasn't really run down though. It was like it was it wasn't dirty. It was or it was dirty, but it wasn't
1: like like trashy. It was like like there was garbage everywhere. It was just like it hadn't been updated
0: since 1950. No, it was built and then it was cleaned pretty regularly, but that was it. There was no redesign. All the TVs, the tube TVs, shag
1: carpeting. Yes. First of all, I mean, the first thing I noticed, and what I remember this day, is we never went skiing.
0: <laughs> no, no, and that was a thing that, like, you didn't realize until after the fact. Maybe you did, but I certainly didn't. It was because I still had a good time. I was deep. I was deep. On the, on the car ride back, I'm like... Did we ever go skiing? Was there even a mountain?
1: Dude, I don't remember any. That's the thing, I don't remember any no, snow. No, there was like
0: a snow pile that like that somebody shoveled off the driveway of the entering the resort. Yeah. And that was it. It was like you could jump off it. <laughs> you could make a snow angel. <laughs> yeah, or or not. But that's all we do here at the Villa Roma.
1: Yeah. So the Villa Roma was it was like it's like this place where not our parents' generation went, but like their parents went, yeah. like in their 50s. Mm-hmm. But and like, you know, our parents were smart. Dad realized that like when he was a parent, going to the same place his parents were like that's not going to work. So they would go to a different place. The and then like changed. now, yeah. And now our generation. But Uncle Jabroni was in this weird like enclosed time capsule of like, oh my parents went to the Villa Roma. I gotta fucking go there because it's great. It's great time. Right. And all it is, it's it's just stuck. It's like The Shining. It's just stuck in time, in yeah. like nineteen. It used to be. Hopping. It's a time warp. Yeah, it used to be hopping. So like, the Villaroma was like a big deal. Like Tony Bennett, uh, Dean Martin, like the Rat Pack guys, all those uh, guys, Joey They're Bishop. Like these
0: guys used to big play timers, there. Big yeah, timers, big timers. Yeah.
1: Now it's like the worst Frank Sinatra in person. You know how at the end of like a Rat Pack show, Frank like would take his tie like under the tie, like oh these last two, are still gonna be casual. Yeah, he's, he's already got two. like a
0: full set going as
1: he's been singing yeah. for hours. He's got a, a couple of martinis of- deep. He's got a cigarette. Oh, right, let's sing the darling, you left my heart. Yeah. <laughs> This guy shows up to the gig at 4 p.m.
0: Dressed yeah, already like gig. that.
1: Yeah, Like, tie already undone. He just stinks of, like, Zet. Oh, like, yeah. Reeks of, like, a, some kind of licorice alcohol. Yeah. He has a, a,
0: a cigarette that's half smoked but not lit anymore. No, it's but the ash is, stu- is frozen yeah, it's there. Stuck. It's not, like, yeah. the ash. It's still, like, it's, like, <laughs> yeah. like, this, like, hanging down like a soft yeah. finger. And, and- – and it, 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 like the sign says like oh welcome
1: like like Tony D like renowned rat pack you know impersonator, impersonator. Yeah. but he
0: doesn't tell you which person he's impersonating at the time it could yeah. be Sammy Davis Jr that yeah. day it's the kind of whatever his say, drunk like, mind feels like
1: now i'm Sammy Davis yeah <laughs> what was but it's the song? same voice it's who like who could
0: take a sunrise <laughs> yeah and it's like oh you sound like dean martin sort of and he's like i'm doing sammy davis now <laughs> get it right <laughs> And, uh, like, and then he, he's, like, hitting on all, like, the old ladies there, like, oh, how you doing?
1: And they're, like, kind of into it because their husbands are either already dead or, like, almost.
0: Yeah, they're all in the sauna area, but whether yeah. they're dead or alive, it's kind of a yeah. question mark.
1: Yeah, and then, like, midway through, like, he just starts one of his songs, like, oh, by the way, the 50-50 raffle is up to $200
0: tonight. Yeah. <laughs>
1: There's
0: always a raffle going on. And we'll, um, we'll announce a number at the end before yeah. dinner time at 5. <laughs> <laughs> like, and right. dinner
1: dinner was just – 50 years ago, this place bought, like, 1,000 square tons all the chicken. Of, of chicken yeah. and made, like, this beautiful chicken parm. And then they it just like, froze it all.
0: It was like they had, like, the chef of the future was there. Like, this yeah. one-time opportunity. Like, chef, you, no, nobody makes a chicken parm like you. Yeah. So <laughs> we, got, we got one ton of chicken. We got all the tons of chicken. Uh, Purdue just gave them all the chickens. <laughs> We make the parm, do it. And he's like, <laughs> all right. He ended up killing himself. Like he, he died in the making of it, but because nobody can rival his skills, they just froze it. <laughs> they just froze. It. And then every time like there's new get, they just reheat it.
1: And then even if like someone only eats half a piece, they don't throw that. They take that piece back, refreeze, refreeze it. it. Yeah. And the next night they put it like on a sandwich. So you can't see what it looks like. Right. So it's, it's just been- endless amounts of
0: old defrosted chicken parm yeah it's freezer burn it's like miracle chicken though because it yeah. never goes it's it just k- keeps coming re-freeze, refreeze it
1: never goes totally
0: bad but it's n- definitely not good no it, it doesn't taste bad it's not like you eat it you're like this is rotten but you taste it. Yeah. you're like this is not this good this is several decades old chicken <laughs> yeah. and you i don't know it. how they're doing it but it's <laughs> not bad yet you find like a receipt and then
1: you're like woolworth's <laughs> yeah <You're> like, <laughs> it's what been around it 50 this? years. Yeah. Um, so the food, the food was just terrible. Oh, yeah. Um, and then I remember, like, I remember, like, there was an indoor swimming. Like, oh, we're going to go to the pool. Oh, the pool. <laughs> yeah. And every, every body of water at this place, whether it was a pool, a shower, a lake, whatever the body of water is, it was like a sauna hot tub.
0: It yeah. was hot. It was gross stuff floating in it do you know when you like when you're washing a bowl and your bowl like you like a salad bowl that you put olive oil and vinegar in or whatever and you put water in and there's that sheen on top yeah. of like the oil mixture that's what
1: every body of water looks yeah, like that's what it was like and this, this so this was what, this is this was my actual like coming to jesus moment with uncle jabroni is we're gonna go swimming and then i see it he's sitting in the hot tub or the sauna, whatever, and it's, it's so humid and like they're are they're you talking about like the dry seat.
0: sauna or like the jacuzzi hot tub? The jacuzzi hot tub. Oh, yeah, there was like sauna. six of them line, yeah. next to the pool. Yeah.
1: yeah, and he's sitting, he's smoking, he smoking a cigar, and like you know, this was like in the nineties where you could smoke indoors, like we were still Ew. kids. And I see it, and he's sitting there. Hit the the chest hair is like waiting in the water like seaweed. He's got his button-down shirt on yeah. but in the
0: water. Yeah. <laughs> but
1: like open Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the the chest hair is like just flowing like seaweed under like when there's a strong current it's just gotta uh, Yeah, yeah, under. like a riptide. And I remember like I want to go in the pool, but like the pool is just gross, there's like stuff floating in it. I'm in saw, the pool. I'm loving yeah, life. Yeah. yeah. You're just like, Oh, this is this is this is my future. I can't
0: wait. Yeah, I can't wait to be an adult doing it. <laughs>
1: And I just remember, I remember looking at Uncle Jabroni. I'm like, all oh, right, he's having a good time. I was like, oh, they're all, they're all talking about like, they think they know something, like him and his, all his friends. They're they, oh. like, they think they're sports experts or they can't remember any of the names of the Yankees. So they just say like, go by the, you know, that
0: Puerto Rican kid throws a fastball 90 yeah, miles an hour. Let me tell you something, the slider on that guy. i don't don't know where they got him where they got him from over in puerto rico and it's like that that dominican what's his name sanchez (laughs) yeah they pulled him right out of dominican Republic. He's like i don't know if it works that Uh, way first of all his name is mark
1: smith (laughs) yeah Uh, and then i LSU. (laughs) i remember looking at dad and him just being like yeah so and like dad is like the real person you look up to he's like he he always was aware like you know ginzo in his own right but always aware what's going on yeah yeah he's able to put up and he's a good balance of ginzo yeah he just looks around he's like like i don't want to be here and i'm like oh he doesn't like this yeah that's where it so maybe i shouldn't eat it meanwhile you're out there you're like tossing like uh
0: bocaccini balls oh end. yeah yeah and they're like oh this is great that's great I, oh i love this i'm <laughs> juggling bocce balls like i'm <laughs> i'm looking at the little they have their little gift shop and the gift shop consists of like pinky rings and jewelry only <laughs> and like black button downs and guineas and i was like oh my god i i'm so happy to be here i can't wait to be an adult i don't want to go
1: home and meanwhile yeah. i'm like i think we should all go and home." you're like
0: uh.
1: <laughs> but because it's because i had been trained like i couldn't I couldn't be tempted. You were strong enough than you were tempted. You were able to have this like seeing of the light. If I went down that path, Johnny, to this you day, been, no, you would have been. been I would have right been now.
0: covered in, in cologne, yeah, tracksuit. Yeah, I so said I think it would have been against your will, like an addiction. Yeah. Mine oh, yeah. was a desire. I yeah. wanted it, and I got myself too deep in the game. Right. Yours right. would have been like Nick's got a, Nick's got a problem. We got to intervene here. Yeah, he's become, he's, he's a, become a stereotype, and we got to stop. Him. And Johnny. I fight it
1: every single
0: day. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, when you're on the outside now, oh yeah. you see it every, with everybody. Every little thing, you're just like, what are you doing? And I mean, I yeah. catch myself too. I, I'm still kind of, I still find myself getting deep into it but I mean, there's still some times when i'm eating spaghetti and i'm like you know what
1: this will make a good sandwich and i'm like no 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 that's spaghetti, spaghetti, the bread does, away. Not be- <laughs> spaghetti does not belong on bread <laughs> on a toasted italian roll you With a, a, little, a little a little melted butter and a, a little garlic and a dash of dash of parsley parsley uh,
0: and really uh, toast the bread and then uh, put the fry you got to refry the spaghetti and then put it in the sandwich and some peas oh. and then you just like like share has to come in like from moonstruck and snap out, snap out, of, out it. of it you still gots and you're like oh you're right you're right okay okay
1: did you ever, did you ever see that uh sketch with the slap ass i don't think so no oh you gotta watch it Well, he's like the they're like all dominican baseball players and the one guy's addicted to like slapping guys asses and he's like <laughs> i want to slap it he's like that's no, do not do not slap it ruffy that's it that's what you, that's what you needed yeah you needed every once that in a while my, my, my roommate pete just like stops he's like
0: no Put the bread down. Yeah. Well, that, but, but your, but your mindset is like, I need to stop it. Yeah. Because it's a, it's a problem. Right. Mine is if like, if I put a tracksuit on for too long again and jewelry, I'm going to be like, I want this again. I re, I re- want. No, it. but
1: it would take you a while. For me, Johnny, I'm like, I'm one calzone away yeah you're just one, jumping in
0: headfirst you're one poor calzone order away <laughs> yeah. from
1: you can like you can so you, you're like an addict who like i could still like smoke some marijuana and like be cool like i don't have to go like hardcore into the stuff right. i'm like no if i see like a hard seltzer i'm done
0: oh yeah like, yeah. if, if you, i see
1: one thing that's kind of like this i'm done
0: yeah if you see like a san pellegrino yeah i'm like an a cello right there on ice you're like you're if I have, a, if sweat, I have a Luigi, like, if I have a Luigi's lemon ice, I'm I'm, I'm finished. Yeah, you're just like
1: Ugh, uh, Ugh, I'm losing it, I'm losing just, it, and someone has to at the to bottom you. of the lemon
0: ice. I, I gotta get it all. Yeah, you just we gotta pull you aside like you're <laughs> like you're an athlete fighting the ref. You're like, come on, come on, cool off, get back into the dugout. Come on, Daryl Strawberry, relax. Yeah, relax, put the coke down. <laughs> put the coke down, Ellis. <laughs> Bumpy. Oh yeah. But again, like I good guy i love he's him. Your I love he's him a great it. great yeah, guy i don't want him to change because he all that stuff that he does all that stereotypical stuff that makes it funny and ridiculous is what makes him great yeah because we can joke about it to him we always make jokes dad busts his chops all the time uh, we're always busting balls his kids bust his balls that he's still there to take care of you to see how you yeah. always be there for you and that's he what always makes asks so questions good.
1: but it's like it's like questions like he doesn't remember like that you're grown up now so he's like hey, John are you uh still playing baseball
0: yeah yeah no what was I'm, your last game I'm thirty five in the air force yeah like no I'm not playing any more <laughs> any more sports right now thanks for asking I wish I could, like thanks for bringing up the memories but <laughs> got got a girlfriend yeah you she's yeah. my wife like he, <laughs> yeah that's what he asked our sister yeah, yeah. hey do you, you date any boys out there make sure you tell me who they are and i'll take care of them for you and she's like i have a husband and kids <laughs> he's like I don't, i'll interview him don't worry i'll take care of him <laughs> and you tell those kids i'm gonna be imagine uncle jabroni with our nephew oh my god <laughs> oh he no him. way he can handle no way he can handle no, he can handle no, Uncle no. jabroni he would be terrified no. yeah he would it would be like uh i don't know, like a godzilla or like imagine
1: uncle jay throwing you into the pool you just hear this like bitchy scream ah!
0: uh, and you're like oh, you run out there what's wrong and he's like and "He's and like, this, this man is throwing me and you're just like and, and our mindset is like yeah be respectful like yeah. did you give him any lip is that why yeah. Did he tell you to be respectful or he's going to hurt you? <laughs> yeah, so why weren't you doing it? Keep your mouth shut, kid. Right. Like, listen. Oh. And then, and then Grandma Margaret from out of nowhere, it stops <laughs> me. The spirit, the spirit of Grandma The spirit Margaret. of Grandma Margaret. God Thank you. Soul thank you grandma, she... thank you because i almost hit my nephew for no reason i blacked out and then she descends back like into the head oh my love. Yeah, like <laughs> she just descends back into the yeah,
1: head back in yeah until, Wearing I'm her needed, apron. until i'm needed again yeah until she needs to protect you see a grip
0: margaret for getting too deep again where's the crumb cake yeah <laughs> but i'm i'm sweating now uh, like i needed, i should have wore a guinea tee underneath this because now up, the sweat is up. seeping through this yeah. shirt it's at of sorts, and this is what we, we talked about. It's this function. Is, I'm telling you, it's function over fashion. Yeah, this is why we need it because we just had a, a killer conversation, and we're sitting down, and I worked up a sweat and an appetite. And if I I better have some sort of regular American dish because otherwise oh, no, I'm going I'm to go have
1: I'm going to go have carrots and hummus right
0: now. Yeah, go, I need <laughs> to eat that or like avocado egg rolls, because if not, I'm going to get deep into right, well, it's spaghetti not, and meatballs. Let's, and not then, get, let's
1: not get too crazy with the avocado egg rolls. Well, we know, you we, know me. I have, have to know.
0: go crazy the other side, because otherwise I'm making meatball subs for the whole block, and I don't know what I'm doing I'm making
1: The gravy sandwiches where you just took the wheat bread from the fridge. Yeah, you pulled <laughs> like, up a half. The Ar-
0: Arnold's wheat bread. <laughs> yeah, you put the tomato sauce, the red gravy in there, and it it's, sops up like a sponge, and you just – Yeah, I don't want to do that.
1: Oh, Johnny, it's so good.
0: Yeah. Again, I, this is my formal guinea, so I don't want to get any stains on. You know, this and you know one. what
1: I used to do, and there's a reason I look like this. I would take a piece of the bread, and like after mom would fry the meatballs in the pan, and then add them to the – before she cleaned the pan. You know, the pan had oil a, had uh, uh, and the little bits of the of the like the charred meat that was still in it. Uh, yeah, you give it, a, you get a good a good job. A I good find ha- myself as you doing would say that, a, a good how you do it,
0: a good how you do. Yeah, I yeah. find myself doing that now with anything I cook in a frying pan. If I'm cooking eggs. I'll grab a piece of bread. I'm just like, oh, look at all that extra. And I just give it the, how you doing? And I just, <laughs> I the, look you at know, what I'm like, this is like, this isn't, this is what I'm not supposed to be doing. I'm not like, this is not right. Like yeah. get it together. You're in the military. You have <laughs> to uphold American values. Get, get your shit together, Labretti. I,
1: I am constantly fighting back, giving pans a, a, a mop job.
0: Oh yeah, you got it. I mean, ah. Uh. But here's the thing, I still want it. Like I always There's always Johnny, we're always
1: going to want it, man. Yeah,
0: that's a, my addiction is wanting to be that. Still. Another t-
1: another time, another yeah. place, but but you not at here. You
0: don't want it. And, You're oh, just no, going to be forced into it. I, I I want it so bad. Yeah. I, I don't know <laughs> why. I don't know why it's so <laughs> it's so stupid. When you look at it from the outside, it's so goddamn stupid. It's so disgusting. It's it is. It's just like <laughs> like where like where are you from? What planet did you come from? Oh, it was ridiculous. It's just everything needs to be some form of sandwich. Oh yeah, I, I don't know why, but on like Italian every, uh, bread, not some like like not a rye bread. Key. That's like, weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah like white <laughs> some weird hokey. Yeah, like no, get out of here with that. Forget about that. Like
1: a nice Italian, like
0: like semolina, like a sliced yeah. semolina, right? But what's crazy is that, like, we went to Italy.
1: Oh, yeah, they don't, they don't do this over there.
0: No. And that's when I, we went to Italy, and I was still deep in it. I, I was out in the Air Force, but I was still deep into what I thought Italy was and what Italians were.
1: You, you... And it was bad, you, right? I'm Johnny, I, I love you. But you looked ridiculous Could be, but it wasn't like you were just like oh like like a ginzo like oh this is how they dress over there because this is how italian americans no, are it was here. what i thought you thought like they European were like some kind of Italians. high, yeah, some yeah. kind of high fashion you were
0: wearing blue wingtips yeah with no socks they were canvas plan. yeah,
1: blue shorts and then like a picnic table shirt it was like a tablecloth shirt yeah yeah buttoned. meanwhile meanwhile dad is rocking the the beautiful white new balance high socks uh, khaki shorts, shorts yeah, uh, uh, a t-shirt, and then he bought some like uh, Sam Neill from Jurassic Park hat, like a, one of those straw hats, <laughs> like, like yeah. a, but not like not like a good Panama hat, like my, like uh Felix from my job has, no, not like no, a good it's... like like Hispanic, like this just this straw hat that like a from, flea market hat, like, no, like, a, like a flea like market, flea market flea. hat, yeah, for and sure, and binoculars for some
0: reason, <laughs> yeah, like he was like I'm I'm a tourist and I'm fine with it, yeah, I was like I could do this, I could blend.
1: And yeah. I, I, I chose. Meanwhile, poorly. everyone just dressed like me. I was wearing like like a Mets T-shirt and like regular shorts and sneakers. And they're like, "I'm like,
0: especially oh yeah, like in that's, Rome, yeah." Oh yeah, it was just like, "Oh yeah." That's what I show up, and then there's that there's the knight from Indiana Jones Last Crusade, and he just looks at me. He goes, "He chose poorly." <laughs> poorly. <laughs> yeah, I remember, you, like a I remember I, I, like,
1: when we were walking to the hotel, and you're just like, "I gotta change." Yeah, <laughs> I, I was just like,
0: "I, <laughs> I fucked up." <laughs> Sorry, guys. I know I did what. I, do you still I have tried. those shoes? Yeah, yeah. I still got. <laughs> Maybe I'll wear it for an episode. I don't want to. I don't want to go down that road again. Though I don't know. <laughs> they were like
1: bad '80s tuxedo, like when people like wore those those like powder blue suits in the '80s. Yeah, yeah. Like, these terrible. are the shoes that. Went
0: with and I, I, and I say them because I was like, oh, I got a seersucker suit. Maybe if I can, I can match it with that one day. You can't. I tried. Nope. No, nope. Can't do it. No, can't I still it. have the shoes though. I think it's like a reminder. A humble beginnings <laughs> a humility <laughs> check, but what they did to you years ago, yeah, all those years ago. I mean, can you blame me? <laughs> you
1: can't, <laughs> yeah, you can't do it,
0: but uh, huh. all right, we've right. we got off for a while. I don't even know yeah. how long it was. We got to make sure hour. that the megabytes are good, yeah. So, um, thanks for listening, guys. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this one. I had a good time. I'm all I bothered thinking about it, it was a great great discussion nick thanks for coming on this was awesome to do Anytime, i man. know we had a fight you know, the technical aspect of it and i hope this works out um, but thanks for coming we got we're going to do it again no problem um, I got sure. I,
1: I to go install mom and dad's new air conditioner.
0: Yeah, yeah, you got to go. And then uh, we got to also, when this quarantine stuff ends, you got to come down. We'll do it live. Do it, do it live. Do it live. Yeah. So uh, thanks for coming. Uh, Absolutely man. Again. Pleasure. Absolutely. And,
1: awesome job. You, you're yeah. doing a great show here, and I'm glad it's working out for you. Thanks.
0: I appreciate it. Um, why don't you tell everyone how they, can, how they can find you in kind of a, a quick – a quick, how you doing? On what you what you do with the JR Cigar? World. Sure.
1: So I work for JR Cigar. I'm the social uh, communication specialist. I handle all the social media platforms. I'm also kind of one of the in-house cigar experts. Do all the reviews and interviews. So if you have any cigar questions, you can, you know, message the JR at JR Cigars on Instagram and Twitter, or JR Cigars on Facebook, or if you want to just follow my personal page at Cigar Architect 89. Um, you no, know, it's a cool, it's a cool gig, man. And we're uh, you know we're running a lot of a lot of great specials, but. Do you have any, any questions for, for you or your loved ones? You
0: know, yeah, it's great. I'd, if either of them have mesothelioma, give me a call. Give him a call immediately. <laughs> um, no, I go to you all the time. You, you up to my humidor game, and yeah. I learn a ton how's, How How is it working
1: out? Now about the, the, the awesome. All grease. the
0: stuff that was, that was uh, dried out and, and, and losing it, they're back to, back to good, you know. They're back, baby. Yeah, oh, yeah, they're back. <laughs> um. But yeah, go check it out. He's got, he's got a podcast too, Long Ash Podcast. I think it's yes, on sir. a bit of a weird hiatus right now. We're, because doing a, yeah, we're doing a
1: lot of like virtual interviews with people right now. But right, so that's on YouTube, yeah. right? It's on YouTube. It's also, all, you can find it on Spotify. You can find it on iTunes.
0: Yep. So go check that out when you get a chance. It's good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and also don't forget to check out the Libretti Podcast Diary Show uh, on YouTube. Um, we're at LPD underscore show on Instagram. We're also available on Apple um, and now Spotify too. So Libretti Podcast Diary Show on Spotify as well. Apple, uh, Anchor, if you want to do that. Um, I got links in my Instagram page. I'll put links in the uh, the comments section of the YouTube video here and also in the Apple and Spotify podcast uh, descriptions there. So go check it out. Subscribe, follow, uh, tell your friends, tell your enemies. Uh, everybody you know, should enjoy this, uh, this circus act that's this show. Um, <laughs> also, we'll put the vote up. Uh, we'll put the next week's poll up on the Instagram account and I'll remind people on different, you know, avenues on how to do that. But, uh, thanks again, everybody for listening. Nick, thank you again for showing oh, up and, nice uh, for having me. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. And, stay strong. And I was talking to your mother just the other night. I told her I thought you were an asshole. She said, yes, I think you're right. No. Oh.